Are you working on growing or maybe looking at growing your lawn and landscape business significantly this year? For some that might be doubling, tripling, or more. For some that might just be 40% growth. But you're not really sure what that would look like on a day-to-day basis and you want to measure You're like, hey, am I actually going to hit my goals and make progress or am I toast before the season has already even begun? Maybe you know what you need to be doing, but you don't know, you know, how much you need to be putting in to get the growth you're looking for. Or you have no idea what you should even be prioritizing with all the craziness and business stuff going on all around you. In this episode, I'm going to be breaking down the exact structure of my day during the winter, during the spring, during the summer, and during the fall to keep the growth rolling. And by the way, if you think that there's a slow part of the season as a business owner, you're wrong. There are seasons to do certain things in your business. And by the way, most of the seasons are seasons to be working on growth. But if you think that there's a chill season, I think you're going to be very surprised when I kind of discuss the strategy that we have that's enabled us to grow so quickly. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen. I personally scaled my business from just two clients about four or five years ago to close to uh, $300,000 this past year. And I've also had the opportunity to help a handful of guys just like you grow their business as well, which has been super cool to see. And I'm tracking down the seven-figure mark in 2024. It's going to happen. We're uh, we're closing in on it. So uh, if you're looking to make the most out of your time every day and have a standard to measure yourself against uh, to see if you're actually doing the things that you need to be doing to move your business forward and grow like you want to, let's jump right in. By the way, you may be surprised that the things you're doing on a day-to-day are not the things that will get you where you want to go. And hopefully this can kind of expose your work ethic or lack thereof today. Because I hear a lot of guys, dude, I'm a hardworking guy. I get it. That's what you identify with. And so for you, working hard is I'm working on this equipment. I'm doing a lot of hours, blah, 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 whatever that might look like. But then your business isn't growing and you're like, well, I'm a hard worker. It should grow. And it's like, no, that's not exactly how it works. So let's talk about each season of the year, starting with the season right now the winter. Uh, I'm going to break down the exact things you need to be doing during uh, the day during each season, kind of uh, an overview, some some ideas of how you can piece out your time during the day, uh, which I will fl- uh, follow up with a structure um, that is an example of my, um, my exact day. And then at the end, I'm going to give you a couple of very implementable implementable tactics that you guys can go take action on right now to get more out of your day and actually take you know, take ground towards the things that you are trying to do. Now, I want to throw this in here. Not everybody is in a market that has snow services. I understand that. And I, I hear it a lot. Dude, you know, we're, you know, we're only out here for eight months out of the year, nine months out of the year. Like, you guys don't get it. It's totally different. No, 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 no. Okay, we don't have a break. We really don't have a, an actual period of time where we are guaranteed to have time to work on growing our business. Okay, if you have an extra two months out of the year that I don't have because I'm too busy managing an operation and you're just chilling and you're not using that time to grow your business so significantly during the, the, that eight, nine month period, then I'm going to tell you right now, you're just leaving time on the table. So I'm going to break this down. I get it's not the, exactly the same for everyone depending on your region, but for anybody who lives in a market that gets any snow at all, this is going to be applicable. Um, and for those of you guys who are a little bit down south, Um, I want you guys to um, kind of take what you can with this. Um, Definitely spring and summer is going to be very applicable for you guys. So first, I'm going to start with winter, okay? Things you are doing in the winter, okay? Commercial sales. 
If you guys do any commercial uh, maintenance or design build, you got to be working on this in the winter. Okay, this is like your last little stretch right here is is in late winter. We're in February now. So it's already been December, January. So we have, uh, you know, like half of February left. And then we have March left. So we're we're kind of we're over the hump. We're kind of more than halfway at this point. And so if you are not jumping on the bandwagon with this, trust me, you need to get working on this ASAP. Okay. So you also be, need to be preparing for residential sales. Uh, that means backlogging all your social media content for the year, get reviews on Google, right? All your past clients, you're calling them up, getting reviews on Google so that when spring rush comes and people are looking you up on Google, you're ranking really well. Uh, read your website now, prepare all the monthly newsletter, upsell emails, uh, set up the automated follow-up sequences, all that residential sales stuff, do it. And I get it. Some of the guys are like, nope, we don't do any commercial sales. Great. You're, you're, Automations should be perfect. Oh, well, we don't we don't do automations. You know, we got a good office stuff. Shut up, okay? Go set up things that are going to save you time and make you more money and don't just sit on your butt and don't just look at the equipment you're going to buy, okay? That makes up a very small percentage of your time should be spent with those silly little things like, um... Do I want the 60-inch from Toro? Do I want it from Xmark? Yes. Should it be a consideration? What equipment are we running now? What is going to make sense going forward? Are we? What kind of properties are we going to move into? What kind of ideal clients do you know? We want to have. Yes, it's important. But right now, in the middle of winter, making sales happen on the commercial side and having your residential sales ready to rock and roll is going to be a lot more important. Okay, I hate to say it, <laughs> I beat on this so much that people will get annoyed by it. But guys, sales, sales, sales right now, uh, especially in the winter. Financial projections, what needs money spent on it? Um, you know, when is the last possible minute that you can spend on money, spend money on something? Uh, can you get financing for certain things? If so, you need to work on, do you need to work on your credit right now? What does that look like? Do research on that. How many employees do you need? How much do you pay your employees, et cetera? You need to figure out when you're going to be start making money, start making a profit. It's not going to be first thing in the spring. We all know things break. You're growing a lot. It's expensive. You're not going to be really be making a whole lot of money until summer rolls around and you guys are just cruising. Um, so just just work on the logistical side of things. Uh, what else did I put in here? Um, I would say this, logistical, when it comes to logistical, keep it high level as things change really quickly. Don't be super granular and be like, I'm going to do this this day from this time to this time. Da, 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 da. Okay, things just change. And if you waste too much time just like trying to micro-optimize every part of every little thing, it's just going to all go out the window at a certain point and you just wasted all that time. So yes, from a high level, you need to know, hey, we need to pick up these pieces of equipment before this date. We need to hire these people before this date. This is what the process is going to look like for that. I'm going to get my uh, hiring ads ready to go. I'm going to start speaking with dealerships now, seeing what inventory is going to be in. Do I need to order something? All that kind of stuff. Remember, this is not just this is not for mental masturbation. It's to keep it high level and know what you're doing um, and prepare for the things that you can prepare for now. Okay, so this is what it might look like on a day to day. This is what it looks like kind of for me, right? This may look like getting up, hit the gym early in the morning, followed by a shower and breakfast before sitting down to work at eight or eight thirty at the latest. No, no ten a.m. unless you're working really late at night. I get it. If you get the same amount of hours and you prefer to work later at night, you can definitely do that. But there's something to be said about getting out there before everyone else gets out there and making progress even for 30 minutes before all the other businesses are open and you're working on logistics, residential sales prep, uh, financial projections, all that kind of stuff from 8 to 8.30 before everybody opens at 9. Then you're going to spend the the morning speaking with commercial prospects until everybody disappears for lunch at 12 to 1, in which time you grab a bite, you listen to a podcast <clears throat> like this one maybe. 
and work on whatever project you were in the middle of, you know, kind of in the morning, whether that was logistics, residential sales prep, financial projections, whatever you're working working on. Uh, the afternoon will, pro- will probably be similar to the morning, just speaking with commercial prospects, which you may round out by 4.30 when everyone kind of starts going home for the day. You take a bit of time to clear out the inbox and send out bids until dinner. You eat dinner, clean up, work on sending out bids, working on the original work project for a few more hours, whatever, you know, the again, financial, financial projections, logistics, that kind of thing. Um, I usually go from like 6.30 p.m. till 9.30 p.m. for that last little stretch before winding down your day to go to get a good rest and do it again tomorrow. Now, I get it. Not everyone is going to be in the commercial game. Um, after a while, you've literally called every single business in your area. You will get there after like a month and a half of doing it. It just it just kind of it just happens. Um, but a lot of times if you are trying to get commercial people, I'm just going to throw that out there. If you're not on the phones from nine to noon and one to four thirty every day, there's somebody who is and they're taking your lunch. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm taking your lunch. Um, so all in, that's generally a solid 10 to 12 work hour workday. You need to be really smart and prioritize things a lot. If you are working on a major pro, uh, like project and you're like, I really need to get this done, maybe that's your 9 a.m. to noon and then 1 to 4.30 project and everything else. Maybe that's your financial projections and your logistics and your bids and everything else goes on the back burner. You need to figure out what your priority is and that will spend. That will be something that you need to spend the majority of your day on. Uh, I'll generally rinse and repeat the 10 to 12-hour day uh, six days a week. Um, obviously my life situation is very different than many. If you're, you know, if you aren't married, you don't have kids, you're doing this full time, a 10 hour day, five to six days a week is very doable. And I, I'll be honest with you. I work seven days a week. I'll generally do an extra 48 hours on Sunday as well, just for good measure. So if you guys are like, Oh, I want to measure my growth against yours. I'm not stupid. I'm not great at what I do. So if you're like a mega genius or you've been doing this for years, you can probably get done more than what I do in, in working 10, 12 hours a day. I get distracted significantly. I am not, <laughs> I get bored really easily with stuff. So that's kind of tough for me to stay focused. So yeah, you could probably beat me out with, you know, a really intense 10 hour day. You can probably beat my 12 hours, six days a week and four hours on a Sunday type deal. But just know that, uh, and I've talked about this in the past, but one of the biggest things that you have on your, on your side is literally just how much work you put in on a task, right? Like that is probably one of the biggest things. And then you get better at it and it takes less time, but you can't be thinking, oh, I'm going to come in here like Elon Musk and just wham, wham, wham. I'm in and out in two hours and I've closed every commercial client in the area. It's just, you just need to put in the work and the time. So that is the structure of a day in the winter. Obviously there's variations. It depends on what, you know, point in the winter. Um, we'll, We'll start getting closer to March here very soon. And I'll spend probably half a day calling commercial people, a quarter of a day sending bids, and then another quarter of the day working on like logistics. So like specifically when it comes to hiring people in residential, preparing for residential sales, really not prepared for that at all right now because commercial sales is just number one because I got to get those phone calls in. I got to get those bids out now. And then I'll kind of start finding out what's going on here in late February, March, um, late March and then and then into April, who's closing and that kind of thing. But I need to start working on that now. That's priority, right? Because other companies are calling now and they're already closing contracts. We've already closed contracts. So anyone else who calls in is not going to get the bid. Um, and so we want to get ahead of the curve now with that. And then we can start working on residential sales and stuff when my um, office person, Tammy, boots up for full-time work here in March. So let's talk about spring. Okay, let's jump into that. We've already been burning some time with the winter. Things you're doing, Okay. Everybody knows spring rush is the time of year that you are just working your tail off. That 10 to 12 hour a day, you know, six to seven days a week that I just 
told you that I do in the winter is probably what you're already accustomed to in the spring. Things you're doing, right? You're wrapping up commercial sales. There's a lot of people who just are just they're just taking their time and going across the finish line. You're trying to get those people there. Um, going crazy with commercial, with residential sales, okay? Maybe you don't do commercial. You don't have to think about that, but you need to just get down in the dirt and go for residential sales. It's just kind of a known thing. Your client acquisition cost is so much cheaper. Like the price of getting a client is so much cheaper in the spring. So it's 100% the time of year to be going absolutely crazy. You're hiring employees and backup employees like crazy. Um, you're training new employees like crazy. You're picking up necessary equipment or having employees do so for you. And you're basically working around the clock to close residential work. Um, when it comes to lawn care landscaping, everyone knows it's the crazy season. This is when everything that you do counts. Um, it counts year round, but this is the go time. This is the, there's no time for vacation. There's no time for extra fun little things. We got to get the work done. So that's what spring looks like for me. That might look like, again, I keep it pretty standard in the morning where I'll get up. I'll actually get up and work for about 15 to 30 minutes. First thing in the morning, which I'm going to talk about here later, um, as one of like the hacks to get more done in a day. So I'll work for about 15 to 30 minutes, uh, devotions, that kind of thing, gym, um, devotions round two breakfast, get ready for the day. And then I'm down working, you know, 8, 8.30, um, sitting down, getting stuff done. Spring, I'm going to tell you, there's not going to be probably a second devotions. Um, I'm probably going to be, I'm not going to lie, I'm probably going to sleep at the shop a lot. Um, and I'm just going to get up and I'm going to send emails and estimates and that kind of thing from people who, you know, those couple of odd people who texted me at midnight, you know, and just random stuff like that while I was sleeping. Uh, I'll get back to them and, and just get a head start on on the day. And then I'll basically sit, spend the entire day until long after the sun sets. We're talking 10, 11 p.m., getting back to people, making sure that the guys are getting the work done, that we're closing as many, you know, uh, new clients as possible. So a lot of you guys, that'll be you closing those deals. So you have to not only go out and do the work, but you also need to spend your evenings closing the client. So for me, uh, where I'm not an owner operator anymore, I'm, I'm more an owner. I get to spend my day just focusing on closing people that end up in the overflow because uh, Tammy and, and whoever else our office person just can't get to the phones at all points in time. So I take a good dozen calls a day and close and close those people at a good rate. Um, I'll go through stuff when, once they leave the office and everyone, you know, they're, they leave the office at normal hours. They leave at six, maybe they stay till six 30 and I'm still out there until, you know, eight 30, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock when people are still calling me, I wrap everything up for the day. I make sure that the guys are, are set to go out for work the next day, maybe debrief with, with, uh, an operations manager that we're looking to hire, right? All these sorts of things. And then we prepare and we go out and we do it again. I can't give you as much of a breakdown because this spring is going to be way crazier, but I'll tell you the most significant thing and thing that I spend time on is making sure the guys are getting trained properly, making sure that we are bringing on enough employees and bringing on backup employees so that we never have to worry about that. And then closing the stinking work and getting, you know, obviously we're doing the marketing to get the people in. That's honestly kind of the easy part. It's just answering the phone, getting these people booked in, making sure our routes are optimized, making sure our employees know what we're doing, that kind of thing. So that's spring, summer. Okay, things you're doing. And you're like, oh, summer, this is the chill time of year. Everyone's like, yeah, summer, winter, it's just like pretty much any time, but spring, you know, spring rush. No, no, no. It's like spring is like the, the it is the Super Bowl. This is when everything's happening. But... 
At the same time, every other season is also when everybody else chills out. So this is your opportunity to get ahead. And summer is the time to get really profitable, get really lean, fire the employees that are no good, bring on replacements, get everybody, make sure that everyone is hitting their KPIs or key performance indicators or hitting their numbers like they should. Um, and this is really a time when you double down on your operations and and just your processes for everything. So your sales process, absolutely, but also your operations process to make sure that you are optimizing it and you are super stinking profitable. You need to know your numbers to a T during this time. Um, and so I would say there's here's a couple things you're doing. If you're in a snow market, you're probably already working on commercial snow and landscaping for the big companies that do budgets the year before. This is when they're hiring, is in the middle of the summer for next season. So you're working on that a little bit. That might be a couple hours a week, right? Preparing for how to differentiate and provide higher quality and unique services to your competitors for winter services, right? Um, maybe it's not snow, but you guys do holiday lights. Uh, you do some sort of other lawn, whatever, keeping your lawn alive service, um, you know, in more southern states type type services. You need to just be focusing on the summer then, hey, how do we make sure that our service is better, more unique, and um, higher quality than our competitors and ourselves this past season? This is when you're thinking about that, right? You're a season ahead. You're just thinking one season ahead. This is when you're cutting the fat, okay? Standard operating procedures. You're going through and you're saying, this is exactly how we do every single little thing, okay? Um, Maybe you're looking at pay for performance, like different pay structures, just different ways to just cut the fat and get more profitable, okay? You're going to also continue to bring on backup employees. You should be always hiring. You should always have something up on Indeed. You should always have a backup roster, you know, of a half dozen uh, or so guys that you are just like, that are waiting in the wings, looking for a job kind of thing. You need to have those guys ready to freaking go at any time. It's not a super high quality employee type of business. And so just know you need to have backups at all times. So you're constantly working on that. You're building up that whole, um, like you need to have a whole, uh, like a phone list. Like you've got a list of like a dozen people that you can call for any given position who are willing to come in at, you know, in 24 hours and get hired and brought on, right? You want to have those guys ready to go. You want to be continually hiring people who just leave your business. It's just what happens. Um, you're going to be massively delegating so you can manage the next level of employees and management structure beneath you, right? As you grow, you need to learn how to delegate to the bottom, the people who are, are now below you. You need to learn how to trust them, how to have good procedures for them to be able to do their jobs well so that as your business grows, because it creates layers and layers and layers, you need to be able to trust them and create processes for the person that's going to stack on the layer on top of them that you're going to stack on top of when you grow this next season. Um, you need to make sure that that's all set up as well and that you can trust your employees, you're delegating well, that you know how to do that well. Because if you don't even know how to delegate well to your basic office employees, an operations manager or your foreman or, you know, uh, you know, a, a trimmer operator or any basic guy even out in the field, if you don't know how to delegate and have them do things that you're like, oh, I have to do it perfectly right the first time. If you don't know how to train them and delegate to them, you're toast. You're never going to the next level. Um speaking from experience, and also as something that I need to work on significantly. Um, you're going to be going through logistical and financial planning, just like you did over the winter. You're going to work heavily on investing in your own self-education. Okay, So summer is uh, the slowdown time. This is also your opportunity to get out there and learn during a time when you have time to learn. Um, and then work on profitability over growth. This is kind of like you're not going to be growing as much. You're going to be more profitable. So for me, again, this might be a time that I can bring back my second devotions. I'm still sitting down working at 8, 830. Um, 
and I'm just working on, you know, profitability and operations, that kind of stuff all morning. I spent a couple hours in the afternoon working on commercial snow and landscaping, um, getting those contracts. Um, and then I spent some hours in the evening with the team going over their stuff. Um, and then a few more hours in the evening after dinner working on my own personal uh, growth and, and development in business, courses, masterminds, whatever else that I am up to. Um, that, that might be what the summer looks like in that. Maybe you can decrease that to five days a week if you really want to. It's up to you, to each his own. I like working six, seven days a week. It just keeps me busy, and this is what I live for. So up to you guys, but this is – I wouldn't even say it's a time to slow down. It's a time to get more intentional with specific things, learn how to delegate, and learn how to get super profitable and lean. Let's talk about fall. Final. Let's wrap it up here. Things you're doing, commercial snow, residential snow. Okay, These are the big boys that you are selling right now. If you guys do not live in a snow market and you don't have a lot of winter services, perfect. This is where you're wrapping things up for the winter. You want to be as profitable as possible coming into the winter because you're not going to have a whole lot of money coming in. You want to be super profitable. You want to know what equipment you're getting rid of. Maybe get that listed now. You need to have already have a vision of what you're going to be doing next season so that you can wrap up this season in the correct way, right? At the end of the season, you're selling stuff instead of in the middle of the, the dead season. So maybe there's a chance that you can get rid of things that you don't need. Your employees are all set up for the winter, uh, whether that's for snow plowing or to get laid off and go on unemployment, that kind of thing. Um, and then you need to obviously figure out which employees are going to be staying on for snow services, which ones are getting cut, and then setting up subcontractors for any of your winter services. That's what fall is all about. Um, and so for me, that might look like, I mean, I can tell you what it looked like this past fall when we went to one from one to four trucks is I would spend um, pretty much from like nine. Well, I'll say I, I, I'd sit down at my desk at like 830. Um, and I would just respond to email and do just basic stuff and day to day, just hamster wheel, matrixy, like just basic work stuff that needed to get done for the day to day of Yellow Hat Mowers. Um, and then from about nine to from nine to noon, I'd, I'd make the phone calls that I needed to. And then I would from uh, one. Well, I actually think that I probably over lunchtime was still calling people. I just ended up in people's voicemails all the time. I was like, I wonder why nobody picks up between twelve and one. So it's probably stupid with that. I probably grabbed lunch for like 20 minutes, would speed eat my lunch, use the bathroom, come up, and I would just get cranking again. And I'd work until like 4.30, 5 o'clock when people just kind of stopped answering the phones. And then I would go and I would work on residential stuff. So I get residential texts and stuff like that throughout the day. I'd respond to all those. I post on Facebook groups, trying to get residential snow that way. And then um, once I'd send out all those quotes and, and responded with people, right before it started getting dark, I'd go out for about an hour, two, three, do door hangers by myself. I just go out, do door hangers, listen to a podcast. I come back when it's dark. I send out a few more estimates. I go to bed and I do it again. And that was every single day. I was just focused so much on that. And then weekends was when I was communicating with subcontractors, um, trying to figure out employees and logistics, just whenever other businesses weren't open was the only times that I was doing that. So those are the structures of how I build out my day, something to measure against, really how you should be thinking about things depending on the seasons. And then I'm going to jump into right now, three things to do right now, no matter the season, to get more stuff done, because this is huge, right? You can say, oh, well, this is how I structure my day, this, that, and the third, right? But if you can get more done in four hours than I can in 12, well, it's game over. You know, like you're going to win every single time. So I'm going to give you some tips here on getting more done in less time so that maybe for those of you who were like, ah, 12 hours does not really appeal to me, six days a week, fair, okay, here's some things to get as much done as I do in that amount of time or, or close to it, okay? The theme here is boredom, all right? Boredom kills more businesses 
than I'd say anything else. You just get bored. You try something new. You get distracted. You don't put in the work that you need to, whatever it is. You're going to get bored, and you need to get really used to getting bored. And our attention spans are so small, and we're just looking for dopamine all day long. That just messes with us, and we can't get enough work done. So I'm going to give you three things that I do to kind of get more done in a day. I'm not perfect. I'm going to say that right now. But in order to get more done in less time, here's how, here's what I do, okay? Um, and here's three things that you can also be implementing. You could implement them today. All right, so the first thing is the shorter the time from you waking up uh, and you doing the things to grow your business, the better, okay? So no scrolling on Marketplace, watching YouTube videos while you charge downstairs. If you find yourself getting distracted by these things throughout the day, you need to understand the battle begins in the morning, okay? If you can't, if you can't win the battle when you're well-rested, when your dopamine levels are mostly reset, you don't have a chance during the day. Okay, this is what I like to do. I have my laptop right outside my room, um, and I'll, I'll I'll get up. I'll boot up my phone. I'll boot up my laptop. Right now, we're in the winter season, so I will go immediately go to my phone and check weather for like the next month out. Yes, it's not most very reliable a month out, but it's pretty reliable a week or two out. Very reliable a couple days out. And I go through and I literally have a document that I record what I think all the weather's going to be. And I take into account like three or four different weather apps at any given time. So that could be Apple Weather. Uh, I think it's, uh, I can't remember what, uh, one is AccuWeather, um, one is the Weather Channel, and and there's one more. And I'll just take them into account. I kind of know which ones are reliable depending on what weather conditions. Hence, Apple Weather is the worst. It is the, the least accurate out of all of those. I'll tell you that right now. AccuWeather is probably the most reliable in my experience, in my area. So I'll go through, I'll jot all that stuff down. It's in a live document that all of my employees have access to so they know exactly when they're going to go out and work. Um, and they can check that at any given time. They have it all downloaded on their phone. So they can just refresh it in the morning, you know, whenever they get up. And I've already updated it with all the latest information. Um, and then I'll generally work on double checking that my day is properly planned out. And I might work on like a miscellaneous task for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I know I, at this point, I've not even used the bathroom at all. And I start working within like 30 to 45 seconds of me like waking up. I'll go over, slap my alarm, turn it off, um, turn on my lights, um, and then bring my laptop in, boot it up. And I'll literally just sit there and lean on my bed and just bang that stuff out real quick. And then use the bathroom and get started with my day. So that is a huge thing where it just kind of sets you up in the right way uh, for the day. You feel good about yourself. But yeah, the shorter the time from you waking up to you doing real work versus you waking up to you just ruining your day by scrolling on TikTok is huge. Just don't, you got to start the day with a win. Number two, okay, daily challenges, especially if you're competitive, set daily challenges and go for them, okay? Say, hey, I'm going to hit 100 calls today, and my reward is I'm, I get to watch a YouTube video. I get to um, go to bed early tonight. I get to read a book for this amount of time. I get to do this. I get to do that, right? Set up a reward, but set up a challenge, too, Um what else do I have? Yeah, so something specific. So maybe I will do um, my challenge. So I'll do like a triple stack, right? So I'll do this. I have to make 100 calls to commercial prospects in a day. And to all the people who said yes to me to sending bids over, I have to send all their bids. And I, I um, schedule all of their bids to go out tomorrow morning. And then I add 110 more prospects to the list to call tomorrow. Boom, in one day. And I handle all the stupid stuff that happens during the day. Oh, this little thing, this little thing, that little thing, right? I have to handle all that too, okay? That is one thing that I will do. And I'll even stack it out with multiple variables that I have to get done in the day. Because I know I can call, you know, 100 people in a day and then just relax and, and not do anything with them. But I have to do things with them. So I need to set up challenges that I hit 
and do all the things that I need to do, but it's kind of challenging. Uh, maybe it's a certain amount of door hangers distributed, right? For me, it's like, all right, well, I need to distribute door hangers for, you know, eight hours and I need to clear out the inbox to zero um, and I need to design these three um, new door hanger split test designs to test against whatever the winner whatever the best design is that's the most effective right now. And I need to go through it and see which design is the best and, and what I think is the reason for that, uh, right? The bench the benchmarks um, can get crazier. I generally push myself just a little bit further than I'm comfortable, maybe an extra 10% more than I think I can do. Um, but, you know, the the you'll find kind of a balance where you get used to just doing a little bit more than you thought you could. Um, and that's a really good thing. So daily challenges and, and setting up um, rewards for yourself. I would say start with a weekly goal and say, hey, I'm going to call 500 you know, commercial prospects a day and I'll keep beating a dead horse with this. Or I'm going to do door hangers for 40 hours. Or I'm going to complete all my financial projections, uh, speak with every dealership and get all of my equipment on order for the year and write up all of my ads and schedule them to uh, begin the uh, my hiring ads to, to begin the second week in April, right? All of that needs to be done this week. And then you break it down into micro goals for each day, depending on if you're working five days, six days, whatever it is. By the way, don't just spread it over six days just because if you can do it in five days, great, do that. Add a little bit more that you can actually do something on the sixth day. Uh, I can't remember what the law is called, but it's like whatever the amount of time that you give yourself, you'll take up that entire time. So Make sure that you're being conscientious of that, that you will take up all the used time. So make sure you are challenging yourself with that. So that's number two is daily challenges. Number three, okay, set up blockers on your computers and on your phone so that you cannot get on social media. You can't get distracted by the silly little things. Here's here's three of them that I use. I use Cold Turkey. Um, they have a free version. Literally look up Cold Turkey. It's a software for your computer. You can download it for, and it will cover literally every browser. Uh, there's Leech Block, a little bit more complicated, but also free. Um, and that works on only specific browsers. So I like to use a combination of cold turkey and leech blog. It basically just does not allow me to go on any social media, any of that kind of stuff allows me to stay focused. And I'll tell you, when you can't do anything but work, you generally find that you just work. Um, and then unhook, which is basically a YouTube blocker where it blocks like comments, like numbers, view numbers. It doesn't show you any, when you go to your homepage, it's completely blank. There's nothing you can see. You have to literally search things up. And then for your phone, you can use something like Opal. I use Screen Zen. It's a free version. It's kind of um, easier to get around things, but it's just, it creates obstacles and hoops for you to get into certain apps and, and do certain things like that. Um, and I would put your phone on Grayscale. If you don't know what Grayscale is, go to settings. You can look it up um, and put your phone on Grayscale. You're just Less distractions, more progress, period, okay? You can download them, all but Opal are free. With that being said, I hope it gives you context and a bar standard to measure yourself against, but also then gives you a little bit of actionable advice for, hey, how's, here's how to optimize my day a little bit. Here's what my day should look like. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and I will see you guys next week.